having dry skin and that organic lotion isn't working? Do you like using all natural products? Well, you should definitely try Sky Natural Creations. Sky Natural Creations provide a natural change for everyone to enjoy. All products are handcrafted and made from the earth's ingredients. And it caters to hair and skin. Now, I just want to say personally, I do use this for myself while I was pregnant as well as my daughter's skin now. Um, she's located in St. Louis, Missouri. She ships to 14 different states and she has international shipping too. Her rejuvenation body butter, which I use personally, and the drops are amazing. It can be personalized to any liking. And they list all ingredients. Definitely check her out at Sky Natural Creations at Instagram and Sky Natural Creations on Facebook. Hey, 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 y'all. This is Bree, Victoria, and Tasha, and welcome back to the Black Millennial Mamas Podcast. So we know it's been a while, but here we are, back better than ever. As you already know, we're available on the Anchor app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Podcasts, I'm sorry, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So make sure you follow and subscribe to which one, whichever one of those that you use. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. So make sure you follow us on those platforms at Black Millennial Mamas. So just a little disclaimer, Black Millennial Mamas is for everyone. We just so happen to be Black Millennial Mothers. Our content is for everyone because every mother needs each other and a village. So on today's episode, I, Bree, I'm back, y'all. Um, I, as y'all know, I've been on maternity leave. Um, so on today's topic, we'll be talking about, well, I'll be giving y'all a little life update. And we'll be talking about postpartum depression. Um, we'll be discussing, you know, our, our experiences and what all it entailed for us and other mamas out there. One of us. We'll be sharing our experience with depression while being pregnant. So we're going to just dive on in. So as far as my uh, update, as I know, I had my son, Zaylin, on April the 15th. I had to have a C-section with him because he was just a little big old baby. So he ended up being nine pounds, 13 ounces, 21 and a half inches long. So he was almost 10 pounds, y'all. I was all belly. I picked up probably like 52 pounds. Um, I had like the last like three weeks, I had to go on doctor visits each week because when I was going to my every, when I was going to, I think my weekly appointments, my doctor knows that I was just bigger than the normal measurements. So she said, she was about to give me these ultrasounds and then the ultrasound, that's when they figured out, yeah, he's big. He's at least nine pounds. He could be 10. So I'm like, man, nah, that's crazy. And then of course, when I have them, that's, that's what it was. Um, my experience, I was okay leading up to like the morning of, I had, my nerves was bad. I had to go poop like twice before the surgery. So it, I was, I just had got nervous. I was okay literally the whole time up until that moment. And then in the room when they started, when they had to give me my shot in my bath, I started getting nervous. And then when I laid back, I just started crying. I'm like, oh my God, what if I move too wrong and I can get paralyzed? Um, and then I'm just like, you know, people died during childbirth. So I just started feeling all these emotions like at that moment. Hadn't even really felt those emotions while I was pregnant. So, I mean, that's that. My little man, he is adorable. He has a personality already. He's so funny. He looks just like his daddy. So 
I just had him, but he's his daddy twin, his daddy and his whole, that whole side of the family. So that's, I guess, what a motherhood is. You, you hold a child for nine months and go through labor, all for them to look like their dad. And all of us can relate because all of our kids look like their dads. So, so yeah. <laughs> all and Tasha, you know, her son looks just like his dad and Vic has three kids and all three of them look like they daddy. <laughs> like she had the same kid three times and they look like their dad. So well my baby is just now starting to look like me. So I will give you that. Brando yeah. is starting to look like you. I'm like, okay. Finally after fucking freaking seven months. Excuse my language. But almost seven That's months what I said. It's time. my baby is finally looking like me. It's just like time because for me, I tell Will, I'm like, you got the rest of his life to look like me. Like, yeah, okay. I'm like, no way. He was in my belly. So we have that, we have that, that, that moment, that bonding experience. But my kids don't look like me, not even a little bit. A little bit. Pooty is starting to look like you a little bit. Yeah, Pooty's starting to look like you, but the boys, nah. No. They look like they go through phases. When they're born, they look like their dad. And then once they like hit toddler age, one to like four, they look like me. And then once they five and up, they don't look like me no more. None of my kids look like me. Well, Pootie look like me right now. But I really believe when she get a little bit older, she gonna look just like him. But they're still time. They're still young. There's still time. Still, they're, they're, can't nothing change from that. I can't change it. A little bit. I mean, I look like my parents. I've gone, look, how old am I? I'm not in 30. So I know I look at pictures. I'm like, dang, I look like my daddy. Dang, I look like my mom on this picture. So I went through Facebook. I look like both of my parents at least two or three times in my life already. So I say that to say there is still time. You know, it there's still hope. Like at the final, they're going to look like their daddy. At the final resting okay point, huh? Because I look like my dad. For the longest people tell me I look like my mom. And I actually really do look like my dad, especially after I cut all my hair off. I was just like my dad. Same smile, same eyes, everything. Same head shape. But when you put on makeup, you look look like like your mom. And that's how I feel. When I put on makeup, I look just like my mom. So just know that there's still hope for us. So if my kids wear makeup, they'll look like me. If Woody wears makeup, (laughs) she'll look like you. Okay, that's good. Yeah, just you know, just just giving you a little bit of hope, but <laughs> but uh, as far as motherhood, it's definitely different. Um, you know, I've gotten less sleep the past like the early weeks, but like recently, it's gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I think when, whenever I was pregnant, like the last like few weeks, I was waking up every two hours to pee. So I would say when having Zaylin, I'm like, well, at least I'm sleeping at least three hours, like about like a max three hours, like waking up every three hours when I was pregnant. It was every two on the clock, like on the diet, I had to get up and pee. Um, breastfeeding. It is uh, not for the week. Um, it's definitely uh, a struggle. I started out supplementing and then I've gotten lazy because so that's just what I do. I literally do half breastfeed, half um supplement and of course i pump so i'm building up my supply like whenever i'm giving them formula um i'm pumping but also like if he's getting hungry and we're trying to make the bottle and he's antsy i pop him on the boob 
and like, okay, let me see, let me give you this milk first before I give you this formula. It sounds crazy, but that's just kind of that's what I'm doing. He eating. Uh, so eventually we're gonna we're gonna have an episode about breastfeeding because you know I'm experiencing that now. Um, let's see what else. I didn't know newborns piss so much until I changed so many diapers or until like I've I've gotten pissed on probably like two times in a day. Um, and I'm like, damn, I just changed you. Or dang, I'm changing your pissy diaper now. And I just changed one like an hour and a half ago. So why are you peeing on me? Like <laughs> that's what life is. Girl, I'm like, and then the poop, I'm life. like, his poop smell like my poops. And as y'all know, <laughs> disclaimer, like, or TMI, but I have horrible insides. So I'm like, dang, his poop smell like my poop. And I'm just weird. I'm that mom. I'm like, let me smell. I'm in the stage where I'm like, no, you poop. Like, let me see. Cause at first it smelled cute. And then now it's like, oh, it's starting to really smell like shit. Like it's, it's starting to smell like shit now. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, he makes little cute cooing noises already. He's already like flipped over once already. His He lifts his head up. He's like, he seems advanced. I don't know if it's because he's a, he he was big. So it's just like, oh, I'm just, I got all these this all this weight on me. I know how to do this some stuff. So I don't know. I don't know. He just seems a little advanced, but everybody, every baby different. He may not be advanced. I'm just I'm new to this stuff. Um it still feels surreal that I'm a mama. Um it's like I'm watching this baby all the time, but the baby's not mine, but I can't take the baby back. It's weird. But that's like like now it's starting to hit. I said within the past like week it's like hit like oh snap. Like you know, I don't know. It's just like in this zone. Like I've seen someone say that it still it didn't hit that they were a mom. It just seemed like they were a zombie for months. And I was like, damn, that's that's interesting. And so for me, I'm like, you know, like oh, this little cute baby. And I'm just like, oh shit, this is my baby. And like he's mine. Like I have control and can make decisions about him and can be protective over him all I want because he's mine. Like and. It's, that's a good feeling to have something that's yours and it's like this is something that I can raise and bring up and I haven't had those moments where Vic has had where she'll forget like she told me years ago where for a minute she forgot she was a mom until she woke up got out of bed and walked into the room and seen two cribs and I was like where the hell these baby cribs come from and then it snaps oh, oh snap <laughs> these my kids and I'm like that's scary to me like that's kind of scary but I'm sure that's it's a moment like it that's just, you had a moment it, just, it did not feel real i don't know why it felt like i was dreaming and i woke up and i was like well, why are these cribs in this room what is i'm like dang i did have babies huh damn <laughs> like for real like i look at you like damn you came up out of me like you like and for you it's like you got two kids like damn it's not one crib but it's i went from none two. to two real yeah. quick Zero to one hundred, real quick. Real quick. Okay. Not sleep with me. Yeah, I had I had the surreal feeling, like Bree, like, damn, I'm a mama. But you know, but they say, but you know, your connection, like, builds. So, like, right now, I I I know I'm a mama. I'm a mama. A I'm a mother. No drama. <laughs> Ain't that right, Pooh? Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. Tell him. 
But I don't know, like, I, like, it's just, I'm just like, oh, look, I'm like, look at my man, look at my man. So I'm like, this is my little man. It's like, this is my little stinker. So I definitely enjoy that, but it's still, I still have these surreal moments. Um, I've asked a million questions, because y'all know I will ask a million questions and I'm going to do my research. So I constantly called and text Tasha and Vic with so many questions and concerns and stuff, and my cousin Jazz and my auntie Brittany and even Miss Ty. So I uh, appreciate all y'all. So thank you so much, y'all. Also, we did not add in here, but Miss Ty is taking um, a little hiatus from the show. So we just wanted to add that in there. Didn't want to think that, uh, didn't want you all to think that we forgot about her, but she is taking a little hiatus from the show. We're not sure of her return yet, but when we find out, we'll, you know, we'll give y'all an update. So, as far as today's topic, postpartum depression, um, like I said in the intro, you know, we've had experience with this. Well, that's what I told y'all, but personally, I haven't experienced it yet, but I'll talk about my experience or lack thereof or whatever later, but I want Tasha and Vic to talk about their experience and, you know, just whatever that they want to share. I have postpartum depression with Kevin and Kendrick and Pootie. Um, with Kevin and Kendrick, um, I didn't know until they came home. You know, they was in the NICU for two months. Um, and I I was going through a wave of emotions already with them because they were very sick babies to the point where we almost lost them at one point. They were underweight, lungs weren't developed. There were so many issues with them in the beginning. And so when they came home, I'm thinking I'm going through the same emotions. And then I realized once I talked to my doctor and I told her like how I was feeling, she was like, it sounds like you have post uh, postpartum depression. And um, they always make it seem like you want to harm your baby. And that's like a version of postpartum, but I had I had a separation issue with my babies. Like I had to be with them all the time. I had a real bad with them. Um, I had bad, bad separation anxiety. And I cried the first night they went to their dad's house. I cried like for at least an hour, like tears. How many months were they? They were three months. So they had just came home from the hospital, like like a month after coming home from the hospital and Kevin still had that little heart mom, um, monitor on him. And that was the worst because if that thing went off, that means he stopped breathing and his heart stopped. So it went off at least three times that he had it while he was home. Um, and one of them times was in the car. So I think that really it was just learning to find stuff to do with my time and um, I should have gone to therapy while I was uh, having postpartum depression with them. Um, I didn't. Just being young, I was 21. Y'all hear Pootie? <laughs> Yelling. Faintly, very faintly. Um, that's because she getting agitated. I'm about to go pick her up. Um, but yeah, it was, it was definitely a struggle. With Pootie, I noticed it immediately. Like, once and it didn't make it any better because we were stuck in the house because of COVID. 
So with Pootie, once I got a little bit, like a little bit of freedom and we could leave a little bit, I had left to go do some clients and I felt better. But then I realized that like how depressed I was. I didn't realize it because I'm like, okay, we stuck in the house. Like, of course, I'm going to be miserable. We stuck in the house. Um, Mostly, I felt like I did not feel like myself especially with Pootie. With Kevin and Kendrick, it was more so like I just was, I was kind of sad all the time and I just wanted to be around my kids versus Pootie. I did not feel like myself. I felt like a shadow of myself. I did not enjoy being around anybody, but I didn't have any choice because we were stuck in the house. Yeah, I was just like, and um, I just kind of wanted to sleep all the time with Pootie. With Kevin and Kendrick, I tried to keep myself busy a lot. But um, with Pootie, it was like I was, I literally could not do anything. I had to be in the house. And you get into this routine and you start to lose your identity. I just felt like a mother. I didn't feel like Vicky, the makeup artist. I didn't feel like Vicky, the blogger, Vicky, the social person that was always out being social and stuff like that. I didn't feel like any of that. I just felt like I was wrong. That was it. And I cried so bad when I finally like actually said it, like I'm severely depressed and I already deal with anxiety and um, depression anyway. So having to actually say it out loud, like I'm depressed, it's nothing nobody's doing. It's something wrong with me. I need to figure it out. And at the time I couldn't go back to my therapist. I was so butthurt because- Not even virtually? uh, No, because she was full. Like I hadn't seen her in a few months and then she had got full. So I haven't, I still been trying to find a new therapist. Um, but yeah, it, I will say with Pootie, I noticed immediately that something was off versus like with Kevin Ken, I didn't know for months. And then when I finally did figure it out, it was like, okay, well, what do I do? And normally the doctors be on you about postpartum, but it seems like as long as I wasn't trying to harm myself and my baby, they were like, you okay? just go to therapy you're all right versus if I was trying to harm somebody myself or the kids um then they would have probably been on me but it was just like you seem okay yeah you, you're you're mildly depressed yeah and I'm like I need some leveling out that's what your doctor said she did say I was mildly depressed. Like, but, but that just like, that nonchalant like yeah you are no 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 but she was like yeah you are and I'm like okay like what do I do? And the only thing that I had at the time was my anti-anxiety meds, which um, that doesn't help with my depression. That only helps with my anxiety. So I don't have panic attacks anymore. So it's still a work in progress. It don't go away. Once the baby turns one, I still have it. I still deal with it on a regular basis, um, right along with my own depression so it takes time and I definitely say if you feel it or you feel off please get you some help therapy is a must tell your doctor be be open with having conversations with your doctor about being depressed anxiety and any other type of um disability or issues you may have and you know I will say comparing that you had you know you've had three kids but you had the twins first you know, and you didn't know that you were depressed versus with Pudi, you were easy, you were able to easily identify it. And like you said, with COVID, being in the house, it did not make it any better. So 
And it was probably harder for you to I to have an identity because you in the house and you can't do nothing else. So that's hella unfortunate. Like COVID has affected people's lives in so many in so many different ways. So pretty much how did you how did you get through it? Like with the boys, I know it's just over time, like I because I remember, like I remember being there with you with the twins. And you wanted to be around them all the time. Like, I remember we went out for your 20, not your 21st birthday. It was maybe 22nd 22nd, or 23rd. Yeah. Yeah. And we went out. And I think even Tasha was with us. We went out. And I'm like, okay, yeah. So what you want to drink? You know, where are you trying to go after this? You're like, I don't know. I'm just not really feeling it. I just want to go home to my kids. And I'm like, bitch, it is your birthday. We couldn't turn up for your 21st because you found, you had just found out you was pregnant. And then... (laughs) Like, you had just found out she was pregnant. And I was like, girl. And again, right. Tasha was with law. us. We was on our way to the law. No, we was at the law. We was at the law. I picked you up. And I'm like, okay, girl. Yeah. You was like, so I remember you told me on 4th of July, you may think you was pregnant. I'm like, girl, no. Don't even put Everybody that in kept there. telling me no. I was like, no. Yeah. By your birthday, which was a couple weeks later, you're like, so I have to tell y'all something. And I'm just like, she better not tell me she's pregnant. And you, I was like, girl, you know how much I've been saving up for this? Like, I've been saving up money for this because y'all, we are a year apart. So I'm like, I was 21 first. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. My cousin, she turned 21, gonna turn up. And you look, oh my God, you look so cute too. I'm like, she look cute, we finna drink. And you're like, I'm going to just have a cranberry. I'm going to have a Sprite. Right, because I showed in. I remember <laughs> her sitting at the table. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yay. But, you know, because you drinking, Nick? Uh, <laughs> what are we drinking? I remember it. I don't know why, but I remember <laughs> that day to the T. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, because, like, we was, I don't know. We were just, like, super excited. Like Vic finally turned me on. <laughs> we in the loft. We finna turn up, mm-hmm. and then my whole bubble was popped. She was like, "Yeah, I can't drink. I'm pregnant." <laughs> and the sad part is that happened to get with Pooty because I went out and everything, and I'm like, "Yeah, can't drink. I'm pregnant." <laughs> I'm like, "Vic, you do this to me. Why do you keep doing this to me?" Oh, so depressing. So depressing. <laughs> But I will say we had a lot of in-between turn-up moments, so that's good. But but to get back on topic, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember you wanting to be around your kids all the time Mm -hmm. and well, being around the boys. And I'm like, girl, and I didn't know at the time that it was because you were depressed or, you know, you just were still going through the motions of things. So I remember that. And then, of course, you know, Pooty is just, you know, she's one. So this was just, you know, last year leading up into this year where you, you know, you couldn't do anything because you were, we've all been in, in the house, you know, being quarantined. I got pregnant during, during quarantine. And here we are. I have a baby. So here we are. So pretty much I I see that. Like I've, I've seen you go through it. So how did you go through it with Pootie? it was more so like I had to be vocal about it. I had to really like say it and I wasn't and I was being really in my bubble about it and not talking about it and uh, I really just had to like say I am depressed. I need to do something to work on it. Um, since I couldn't go to my therapist um, 
but she had gave me so many tools prior to me being me having her because I was uh I was going while I was pregnant with her because I was having anxiety attacks a lot and I was actually showing signs of depression again. So I had started going to her anyway. So she had gave me so many tools to work on getting through it. And then I bought a lot of books. To be honest, a lot of self-help books. So I had got this book called All About Me. It's basically like a question book, but it, it you just basically write like what you're doing at that moment, how you're feeling in that moment. Um I have a gratitude book that I write in every morning just to be thankful about something that I'm any small thing, waking up or Hootie made me smile yesterday or something like that. Um, what's another book? I got another book called Two Thousand Questions About Me. And then I do my manifestation book, which is it's a project 369, 369. Um, so I write in here whenever I want to manifest something good into my life or just I literally just bought a whole bunch of books. I bought a self-help book, a self-love worksheet book. Stop, little girl. Um, a self it's called a self-love book that I bought. Um, stop you, chrono snatcher. Um, so that helped a lot, writing down my feelings and what I need and what I want and being more vocal about it. I started I became a plant mom. That helps me a lot. I love my plants. It's pretty much it. And then learning to be more vocal about it with my partner. That was another big thing. Um, learning to be way more vocal about it. Because mm -hmm. sometimes you think you don't need help through your depression, and you do. So, yeah, that's really what it was. Just working on myself and finding things to help me relieve my depression and my anxiety. That's, that was my, my uh, spiel. Hey, this is Tasha from Black Millennial Mamas wanting to let you know about a new bridal boutique called Stars Brides located on 20 North 2nd Street in Columbia, Missouri, just a mile away from Mizzou. Stars Brides is the first black woman owned bridal shop in Columbia. We have tons of off the rack wedding gowns, bridesmaids dresses, and also bridal accessories and shoes. You can also find her on Facebook at Stars Brides and her mission is simple to make every bride feel like a star. Tasha, what about your experience of, you know, while being pregnant, anything after the fact, you know? Yeah, so with my experience with um, anxiety and depression was like during pregnancy. Because um, again, just like Bree said, I was pregnant during COVID literally the whole year. So that had a factor in it. Um, my job being, my job, mm -hmm. just high demanding, things like that. Um, it was like really affecting like my anxiety, um, my situation with my baby's father, like towards the end. And that kind of like, all of those things just kind of imploded like towards the end of my pregnancy because I was just finding a lot of stuff out. Um, my job was like playing with me, basically threatening to literally like fire me. And I was like freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. I'm gonna afford, you know, you know, 
doing all this stuff without a job? How I'm gonna pay for my bills and everything like that? So like literally, like my anxiety had got so bad, I had to go on stress leave. Like um, towards the end of August um, into September, mind you, I was due in October. Like it was so bad, and um, yeah. So it kind of like all started towards probably towards the end because everything was just like came up to a head. Like, and it was a feeling that I never felt before. Like you experience sadness, but like to experience like despair, like I feel like my life is probably coming to an end. Um, like I became pregnant, like uh, my pregnancy wasn't planned. So it was just like all of these factors and like my anxiety, like I was having panic attacks. I was having really bad anxiety attacks and I didn't know what the hell was going on. So like, um, my job has like, um, like this pregnancy coaching, um, thing that they have. And I was talking to, um, there's basically kind of like a life coach or whatever. And I was kind of telling her like all of these things, she was like, it seems like you're like battling through like anxiety and depression. You may want to speak to a um a therapist so they gave me like some information to speak to a therapist (sighs) um if anyone that is going like through therapy make sure you talk to a therapist that you know that understands you because she gave me um it was an older white man and i'm telling him all of these things And he's like, oh, well, how did that make you feel? Like, so I'm basically telling you that I feel like my life is coming to an end and you're asking me, how did that make me feel? (laughs) So please make sure you you talk to multiple therapy, I mean, therapist, um, because, you know, if you're not talking to a therapist that's actually helping you, that's going to make the problem even worse. So just that's just a FYI. So, yeah, so I was talking to a therapist that was not helping me. And then um, my uh, OBGYN, I'm telling her all of these things. She wanted to put me on medicine. They did give me medicine, but I didn't take it because they was like, well, it could affect your baby at birth. Your baby could be really calm and may not come out crying and things like that. So that scared me to half to death. So Ooh, I'm I like, wonder if it was the same medication they was trying to give me. That sounds so familiar. I was gonna say, Vic, did you say the same thing? They said the medication <laughs> they gave me was gonna make her jittery when she come out, like real, like it's gonna take her a while to adjust to the outside world. I was like, oh no. Yeah. So yeah. So they prescribed me that stuff. I was like. I don't want to take this. I don't feel comfortable. She was like, it's perfectly safe for the baby, but your baby just may come out really calm. I'm like, what? No. So literally, like, I was suffering from, and then not only, you know, I was suffering through anxiety, depression, I also had a mood disorder because literally, like, me being pregnant and my hormones crazy was literally affecting my job because I talked to um I talked to agents basically they call in they need help with information and I give it to them so 
you know, most pregnant women go through mood disorders because of their hormones. And, you know, basically my whole nine months of pregnancy, my job was basically stating you, you sound like you have an attitude on every single one of your calls. So they was basically like, if you can't get it together, we're going to fire you. I'm like, how can you fire me for something that I don't even understand what's going on? You know, so I was literally going through so much, like, it, <laughs> you know, so now since I have Renzo, um, my hormones are finally kind of like balancing out he just fell backwards <laughs> but he landed on the pillow <laughs> he's okay <laughs> but um yeah it, now since I have Renzo it, I kind of feel like you know my hormones are balancing out now but I'm still going through like really bad anxiety bouts because um it's just like you know it's a struggle being a single mother like and then it's also really a struggle because I can't really, you know, get any help because they say I make too much money. So I can't get any financial services like uh, so I have to pay, you know, for daycare out of pocket, formula out of pocket because I'm not breastfeeding anymore. Um, and then still try to figure out how to pay my bills and everything like that as well. I can't even get WIC. So like it's a struggle um I still try to like battle through my anxiety and things like that um it's like my life coach my life coach gave me like tools and things like that like breathing techniques and um you know and just try to think of the positives and things like that so I try to stay positive and things like that but uh I think I may be um leaning back to you know, going back into therapy again, because I just, I need somebody to talk to, you know, so it's definitely a struggle, and especially with me being a single mother, and, you know, his father is not active in my baby's life, and, um, and it's just, it's just hard, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, life is like a box of chocolates right now. It's not. But we're getting through it. So, but yeah. So do you feel that, so when you went, so you battled a lot while you were pregnant. And so now I know that like, now you're just dealing with the effects of, you know, being a single mom. So do you feel like you're going through, I know you said you have, the, uh, you have real bad anxiety now, but do you have, do you feel like you're going through a, a certain kind of, like a kind of depression, and even if it may not be postpartum, but it can just be depression, just due to life, just due to like so much that you have to juggle, like you can't get all the resources that you can because you make too much, you know? Yeah, I don't think it's, it's, I don't think it's right now, um depression but if I don't do anything about it now it's gonna lead to it because I don't feel like that type of sadness mm -hmm. that I, I I since I went through it I can tell the difference now it's not that sadness 
because I don't feel sad. I just feel anxiety right now. But I feel like if I can't get it handled, it's going to turn into depression again. And I don't want to go through that because like if you've never felt despair before it's like it's something that you can't even you I can't even physically tell you I can't like verbal I can't verbalize it that that's the feeling that I had like like I can't ver I can't really I can't really tell you like it, it's like a feeling that I never felt before so it's just like it was like a unbelievable sadness. Like I felt like I just like everything was like coming to an end because I couldn't, I could not control what was happening. Like, you know, so it's not that feeling, but I am having anxiety, like where like I stay up at night and I'm like, my heart is racing. I'm going through those bouts again with the anxiety. So I definitely need to, um, get a a new um therapist um my cousin angel she had gave me a couple um black therapists um and i have a list i just need to go through it I already checked to see if they were like under my um insurance so but yeah i definitely thinking about i need to make some time to talk to somebody and like just figure out like all of these emotions and things like that just just getting through life basically you know getting through life as a single mother getting through life you know dealing with like with my anxiety and things like that it is hard (laughs) yeah so so you know with her I know she's battled having anxiety a little bit longer especially with having kids so Vic, like, do you have any insight or any like direct advice for Tasha? What I do, because I still like deal with it on a regular basis. Um, meditate. I meditate a lot. I go outside without the kids, just by myself. Usually smoking or just a little bit, but just sit outside. I'm quiet. I don't. I don't have my phone. I just sit out there. And just think, relax, catch my breathing. Um, I find stuff for me to do that takes my mind off of it. So like I said, those books that I have, like I just went and found one of them, which is the uh, self-love workbook for women. Release self-doubt, build self-compassion and embrace who you are. Um, I do this when I'm feeling anxious. A whole bunch of worksheets about why you love yourself, what you want to do, like all types of stuff. and find stuff to do without your kids. Because the thing the thing of it is, is that the anxiety is tied to your children. Whether we believe it or not, like, it's really tied to our children. And um, I know for me, I can't be away from my kids too long. That makes my anxiety worse. And then you already got to deal with life and what comes with it, bills, job security, health insurance. Mm-hmm. And then now I got my heart right. Uh, being black, just being black just, in America, being a black woman black. in America, and then having to raise black black, black, children, boys, black boys that will turn into men. That was my biggest 
thing, especially when they were little, because when I had Kevin and Kendrick, my ground had died. Like, we used to live right up the street. Mm-hmm. So, I'm in my mind now. Now I got another challenge. I got the biggest challenge in the world now. Now I got to raise two black boys in America and keep them safe and prepare them for the real world. So that build up my anxiety times 10. Even now, like they're with my mom right now and they've been gone for like two weeks already. And I call them every day. I have to talk to them. I have to see them. I can't hear you. But as you should, though, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going on a vacation next month. I'm probably going to be calling the chicken in today. Am I? And, I, you know, Zayla will be with my mom, too. So You think eventually you get, like, it'll get easier, though, with that separation anxiety? But I still have very bad separation anxiety for my children. And I wouldn't yeah. think I would with them being seven. You know what I'm saying? They with my mom. I know they're safe. She's gonna look for him. She's gonna look out for him. Even with his mom, like I know they're safe, but for some odd reason, I have very bad separation anxiety for my children. Yeah, I think I'm going through it now because, like, my mom and my sister, they've been telling me, "Oh, Renzo should be sleeping in his uh, crib." Like in the beginning, he was sleeping. He was sleeping in his crib, and an event happened where I was at the mall. And they started shooting. <laughs> so that kind of like triggered like this real bad anxiety. Like me and my son almost lost our life, our life. And and now like definitely I can't. It, I like literally Renzo's room is literally right across from mine, only a couple feet. I can't stand the fact that I can't hear my son breathe. Like, if I can't hear him breathe, it's an issue. So, I was like, my my baby need to be in the band with me. So, I'm like, I'm going through separation anxiety. And the bad part with that is, it don't get better. I hate to say that, but it don't get better. I listen to my kids breathe while they sleep. I don't sleep. I don't sleep at all, pretty much. It's yeah. like a very light, subtle sleep throughout the night. Um, but when my sons were here, like I was just up, and I was like, I could hear all of them breathing. I could hear Kevin and Kendrick. Mind you, Kevin and King got their own room, and then Pootie got her own room. And I can hear all of them breathing. Granted, my kids snore. All three of them do. But yeah. <laughs> I can hear all of them breathing. <laughs> Even on their light days when they're not snoring, I still just, I sit up and I listen to them breathe. Because I just, okay, make sure everybody okay before I close my eyes and go to sleep. Um, but yeah, that separation anxiety ain't no joke. And it just feels like it never gets better. I, be, I try, I know I try my hardest. That's why I kind of let them go with my mom, kind of give me a break. And also, um, kind of just give us a little bit of space in between us. And uh, it's still not, no, they call them every day. They just, I just talked to them before I got on here. They called me on their phone. So <laughs> they was like, Mom, what you doing? Where you at? I'm like, I'm at home. But that's oh, yeah. good that it's like, it's reciprocated. So, like, your kids are having so much fun at Auntie House, like my mm-hmm. Auntie, but that at the oh. house. But it's like, let me 
check on my mom. You know what I mean? Like it seems like there's just it's just that relationship. Like yeah, they they may not have the separation anxiety, but they're like, let me still check on my mom. Like they believe in checking in. And for you, it's like I miss my kids, but I miss them. But I still want them gone. But I miss them. I miss them, but not enough for them to come back. <laughs> I go see them though. I go to my mama's house and I'll go out there and chill with them for a little while. But I go back to work Monday, so I ain't gonna be able to just dip and go any place I want to no more. I'm sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually glad I'm about to go back to work because that kind of helps me keep myself busy. Because um, right now I was off work since April, just kind of chilling, and I've had nothing but time on my hands. <laughs> Like nothing but time. So all I do is think all day. Hmm. All day. So now it's like, okay, well, shoot. I got something to keep my mind busy again. So for me, I'm personally, personally not experiencing that. At least I don't think I am. Like you said, Vic, like I can look back on it and be like, dang, maybe I was going through something. But I know my boyfriend, he thought I was falling into it because I wasn't, I guess I wasn't leaving the house. I wasn't doing nothing. And I think the only thing was going to doctor's appointments and going to the grocery store. And I just felt like, I mean, I'm, I think, uh, you know, Zaylin was like two or three weeks old at the time. And I'm like, I, I'm tending to my child. Like he's a newborn. I don't feel the need to want to, let me go to the store. Let me go for a walk. Like I just didn't feel that need. I don't feel like I was depressed. I'm just, I'm tending to my child. And certain things were not a necessity, like getting my hair done, getting my nails done, and stuff like that. Like those things were not a necessity for me. And I had had my hair up from like a week before my baby shower up until maybe three weeks ago. So my shit had been in for about two and a half months, I guess. And I didn't mind because I'm like, where the hell am I going? I'm finna. And I had some uh, butterfly locks. So for me, I'm like, shit, I can just throw this up and throw a headband on. So for me, I'm like, it doesn't certain things it just wasn't a priority and you know and also I just barely want to take my baby out the house because I'm like well he's new and COVID is still out here and he's like I said he's new and um you know I finally opened up to get him out the house on Mother's Day I was like okay let me take him to my mom's house and by that time he was a few days away from being a month which initially I I didn't want to take him out the house at least for the first four to six weeks but it's just like little things like, oh, what about this? What about that? And I'm like, I should have just stuck to my first mind and just stood my ground. But I mean, he's okay, but still, it's just like, I shouldn't have been like easily influenced. Like, okay, I know it's Mother's Day, but yeah, I want to come over here and see him. Yeah. I but, um, and that's just me. You know, I'm like, that. that's just me. Um, I do think that I like Googling it. Uh, and just seeing it on my timeline, I do think I did experience baby blues because I did have like little blue swings, but it's like I did just have a kid. My hormones are still probably all, all going crazy or whatever. Um, irritated? Yeah, I have a baby. I just have to make sure shit around the house is good. I'm like, hey, tired. you know, huh? Are you tired? Are you to- I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Lack of sleep, like you said. Watching him sleep, like, yeah, I've done that to my boyfriend. Like, I'm like, I sleep like, like you can hear me sleep. He would sleep so <laughs> quiet. I'm like, sir, I would like, if he, if my boyfriend falls asleep before me, I would watch him sleep. I'm like, are you breathing? So imagine like, I have a son now. I'm like, are you breathing? So like for the first, I'd say for the first week or two, I was like, yeah, I'm watching him sleep. And the pediatrician was like, 
stop it. You need to sleep. Yeah, but I just make sure my kids are alive so I can still come in here and see you. So I'm like, I was watching him sleep, so I, I definitely get that. I've eased up a little bit because I'm like, well, I do need my rest. So I got to make sure my baby is okay. But when you see certain things, like, oh, my God, he's choking. Like, he's, uh, I was when I was uh, supplementing and giving him formula, I know it's like, oh, snap, he's spitting up. What if he chokes in his sleep if he spits up? So I'm just watching him, just making sure I'm just up on my phone, just making sure he's okay. So, you know, lack of sleep, I, you know, I would have to wake up every three hours to feed him because his weight was an issue because I was breastfeeding and um, he wasn't getting enough. And it was so many things that fell along with that because I had lost my appetite. I pretty much had lost my appetite like the first two or three weeks of him being born because when I was pregnant, like towards the last two or three weeks, um, I couldn't eat like I wanted to because that's when you realize, oh snap, he's big and the fluid that he's sitting in, that's a lot of sugar. So you need to cut out some things. Oh, you're swelling. You need to cut out some salt. So I'm like, okay, and now I got to really watch what I'm eating. Then when I had him, I couldn't eat for like the first, I think 24 hours, only like ice chips. So that messed up my appetite. And then the, the, the trash, the trash hospital food, so it just threw me off. And then when I got home, I'm like, I don't even know what I have the taste for. So I had didn't really have an appetite for at least the first couple weeks, which affected my breast milk because I'm like, oh, snap, I have to, like, make sure I'm eating right so I'm producing enough milk for him. It's just, like, so many things was going along with it. So and on top of that, I was a new mom and I was paranoid. So I'm looking at all these symptoms. And I'm like, oh, snap, I had baby blues. I'm out of it now. But because I'm like, I mean, my sleep, I'm, I'm getting more sleep. But it's like I did experience that. But I can't say that I've experienced what you all have experienced. I'm sorry that, you know, y'all had to go through that. I mean, I know I've told y'all personally, but still just read, like, listen, see, I tell the story. It's super unfortunate. And like, you know, some advice Vic had was like, have some time to be, you know, away from your kid. And I know that we've talked about this, but you know, doing monthly mom brunches would be good, of course, away from the kids. Um, just to give us some time to, you know, just have some fun, drink, and be carefree. I know that it still ties along with you're going to be away from your kid, you know, so going through the separation anxiety. But, you know, even if it's for two hours, let's dip off and, you know, have some fun, have some drinks to relax. Even if we can meet up to have, like, certain, like, um, like just talk like talk sessions, like, hey, what's going on? How you feeling? You know what I mean? Just so we can help each other, just so y'all can get me hip, like, hey, you know, I don't want you to go through what, what I went through. So here's some advice I have for you. You know what I mean? Because, mm -hmm. you know, I know they say motherhood changes you. And like y'all say, it's hard. Like, it's hard. Like people are like, how's motherhood? I'm like, man, it's crazy. They're like, it's an experience. And I'm like, yeah, this shit hard. It's hard. It's like hard. Tasha said, it's a lot. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's so yo what you saying that because um again i you know i'm always my cousin angel my cousin angel she actually she was like so like how she was like how is motherhood and like to explain it it's just like um the best way to explain it for me is it's like it's like a job that you don't mind doing yeah. It's like you that, that's exactly what it is. It's like it's like a job. I don't, I don't like if you go into work every day, it's a shift, you know. Oh, 
Like, hey, it's hey, like a twenty-four hour. It's a twenty-four hour job that you just don't mind doing. That's how. That's that how. Also, you don't have a choice to, but yeah. that you're also not getting paid for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't. But I don't mind it. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind clocking in every day to see my little baby smile or him mm-hmm. smacking me in the face or him Scratch pinching it. me. Scratching your chest up because <laughs> he wants that breast milk. And, you know, yeah. You know. All, all <laughs> yeah. Like right now, Renzo is going through this, like this smacking and face grabbing and skin pinching phase. And, mm. you know, but I love it. <laughs> but yeah it's like a job I don't mind doing like forever I can do this forever so it, it's definitely rewarding even though it's like probably mentally and phys- physically the hardest thing I've ever done in my life but I wouldn't change the quarter world it's the main biggest thing and then finding stuff to do outside of your kids is important too a hobby uh, in a hobby getting around friends uh family whatever the case may be but just kind of like being away from your child and being being and doing something else mm-hmm. so like grocery shopping or washing clothes or whatever those type of chores aren't getting away oh my from god your i share that's the post not, like they're like <laughs> going to the store and I, that's not stuff that's not that's not one that you have to do that pertains to your kid. You know exactly. what I mean? It's like that's not a break. That's shit that you have to do. Like I don't have to read a book, but I read because that's what I like to do. Like I can't. Saying. I go on the Target and can't can't not get a book. I just bought two new books and then I'm already reading a book. And then I was reading another book. You know what I mean? So it's like like Vic is a plant mom, so she's doing that. She does makeup. Tasha, I know this is an outlet for you too like okay like even though Renzo is right there but you still have this outlet where it's like yeah you can talk through things with being a mother but also you can also pick up another hobby too like you know I don't know it's just like Tasha said just finding a hobby but it's gonna take time it's just like you just probably gotta try some stuff like hmm do I like reading no I don't like reading do I like doing my makeup yeah I love doing my makeup you know what I mean just finding a hobby and like I said we can you know for our listeners we're going to start hosting monthly mama's brunches uh we are uh, located in St. Louis so once we get all the details we are definitely uh let y'all know because it'll be a great outlet for us moms to you know go away we ain't got to talk about the kids if y'all want to we can but you know I'm sorry Vic what was that mm-hmm. yeah Vic, Vic, we got the camera on but Vic ain't gonna say it out loud but I know <laughs> In so many words, she's saying, uh, we're not gonna let's not talk about the kids. Yeah, let's, let's not. But in so many words. But um people just need an outlet and you know, just having a drink, having some good food. Eventually, I want us to do we can probably even start doing winery trips. Uh whenever one of us wants to hope open up our home, we can even do brunch at, at somebody's house and cook have you know brunch at night we it's just so many different things that we can do just to have yeah. this first mom have an outlet to shit have fun even though we gonna miss our kids but at that moment let us relax and have fun you know 
Yeah, I definitely thought about, you know, having setting up like brunch at my house. So I have a big backyard and everything mm-hmm. like this. So definitely we can have a little kickback section section there. What do you touch crib? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, for sure. That's that's uh definitely um definitely world. something that we can do too. So Uh-oh, yeah, back. well, that was definitely a heavy and informative topic. So I appreciate y'all sharing y'all experiences and I'm still in the early stages. So if I start to show any signs that y'all may see, make sure y'all tell me. And if I have any questions, y'all already know I'm gonna reach out to y'all because I'll be having a million questions. So thank you for sharing y'all experience, you know, with the listeners and listeners. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to whichever uh, streaming site that you may have, uh, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that jazz. Um, of course, the Anchor app. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Black Millennial Mamas. This is Bree, Tasha, and Vic. And we're out, y'all. Toodles. Bye. Bye. Or ciao. Ciao. <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Adios. <laughs> Say bye bye. <laughs> okay.